Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. And today on the show, we're talking about serviceability and the top tax rate. So will Labor's new top tax rate impact serviceability and how much? And what we mean by serviceability is when the bank, actually I'll get you to talk about that. Sure. So when you go to the bank to apply for a loan or if you apply to discharge a security and they're going to test your ability to afford the mortgage or mortgages again, they look at what your income is coming in and then they deduct anything like KiwiSaver tax, existing loan repayments, etc. And then they look at how much the proposed new lending is or again if you're reapplying for your loans because they're reassessing based on a change in circumstances like a security discharge, then they have a bottom line figure that you need to meet to be able to afford on their calculator. And so why this is important is because security aside, so obviously the bank needs to have enough security to recoup their debt in the event of you not paying your mortgage, they want to know first and foremost if you pass the servicing test, your ability to service all the lending at a test rate. And in this example, we've used a 5.8% test rate, which is ANZ's current servicing test rate. It's about mid-range. And obviously banks have their own set of expenses that they think it costs, say, two human beings with two kids and two vehicles to live per month. So first thing a bank does is they calculate your uncommitted monthly income to see the money that's left over, then they test that loan. Now, if you've got a higher tax rate, obviously you have lower uncommitted monthly income because you've got less money coming into your bank account. But how much of a difference does it make? Now, this actually comes from a listener of the show, Serena, who said, well, Two questions, really. First of all, does $100 extra a week increase the amount you can borrow much? And then similarly, the question about the top tax rate. So I'll answer the $100 a week, and then I'll let Andrew talk about the top tax rate and how much it changes it. So the short answer is yes. If you earn an extra $100 a week pre-tax, the amount you can borrow increases quite a bit, a surprising amount. So in this example, I've said perhaps you're on 100K currently and your income increases to $105,200, so an extra $100 a week. Now, that actually only increases your monthly income after tax and ACC and KiwiSaver by $271 per month. But $271 per, I hope that doesn't make everybody too sad about (laughs) where all your money's going. Yeah, yeah, because pre-tax, it'd be an extra $430 a month, but you keep $271 of that. But even still, at 5.8% over a 30-year term, that would allow you to borrow an extra $46,240, so about 46K in total. So just by negotiating extra $100 a week in salary, that would allow you, in most cases, at the current top tax rate before the new one comes in, an extra 46 odd K. So if you negotiate $200 a week extra, broadly speaking, that'd get you up to about $92,000 extra. So just by negotiating little changes in your salary, you will be able to borrow more and more money. It can make quite a big difference. Andrew, talk to us about the top tax rate and how much of a difference that will make for people earning 180k and over. Yeah, saddest part of my week last week was reading the newspaper article to say that they were looking at bringing this in before Christmas. Good Christmas present from Labour. So the difference is, it sort of does make a difference. I mean, it will to the bottom line, but actually Ed worked this out and I was surprised at how little an impact it actually made. So assuming that all other things remain consistent, the top tax rate is moving from 33% to 39%. 
That's once you earn above $180,000 a year. So let's say this year you received a pay raise from 180 to 190 and an extra 6%, I guess, of that is going to go to tax next year than what you were expecting this year. Now, what that means is your bottom line figure after tax, so your net figure per month, is actually only going to increase by $50 a month. So if we use that 5.8% test rate, that increases to lending of another $8,521 if you've got enough security to cover that. So it really doesn't make too much of a difference in terms of your borrowing ability. On a wider scale it might, so if someone you know was on something like $300,000, there is going to be a significant decrease. But in this instance, it doesn't make a huge amount of difference. That's right. So someone earning 250k, for instance, would be able to borrow about 60 grand less based on the 5.8% test rate, a 30-year term. But if you're currently earning 250k, like that's a lot of money. And if you're just getting started an investment, that's probably not going to hamper your ability to service a loan that much, maybe at the high levels once you've got several properties in a growing portfolio. Yeah. And so the other thing that I mentioned to Ed off here is I do think a few things are going to change between now and then as well. There is increasing pressure from banks to bring down these servicing test rates. So far, ANZ and ASB and TSB have reduced their servicing test rates, but the other banks haven't. And I think there's much more room to go because you know when we're talking about realistically sub 2% interest rates next year and we're still using 5.8 seems a bit ridiculous doesn't it and the 5.8% test rate even still was the lower. ANZ previously was at 6.65 as we were heading into the COVID lockdown. Then they brought it down. TSB just came out at 4.75%. Again, they did what other banks do when they decrease their test rates is they increase those minimum expenses that they expect. So they're decreasing one but increasing the other test. But depending on where you sit, perhaps you were already above those minimums anyway and what you were actually spending. I know, Andrew, you probably were anyway. So the lower test rate comes as very welcome news. Yeah. See, the other thing is, though, you remember before you get organised to go into a bank and apply for any lending, and again, just to reiterate, this is important to get organised before you go and discharge your security as well. I caught up with some long-term investor clients of mine last week, lovely people, the Bennetts from Wellington. I mentioned to them that I use their case study all the time about their ANZ properties and when they sold one property and the bank taking all of the sale proceeds and it being a real nightmare for them. So any long-term listeners of the show will have heard this story before. And they got caught up in a situation under the new responsible lending guide where the banks have to test the servicing both at the time of application and at the time of security discharge. And because they'd retired in the meantime, they could no longer service it. So again, an instance like this where you might have scraped through, just be aware that if you are making a change, it's highly probable that now that $50 a month difference will make a difference in your situation. But if you get some good advice at the start, some things that you might do if the servicing test rate hasn't come down, one thing you might say, okay, well, I put 3 into KiwiSaver or I'm putting say 8% into KiwiSaver. I do see this all the time, people putting 8% into KiwiSaver. Now if you're putting an extra 5% into your KiwiSaver as a voluntary contribution and you're not getting that matched, I would perhaps look at doing something different. Now the reason I say that is because your money is trapped in a KiwiSaver fund 
and you don't have access to it until the government tells you you can and that age of retirement will be pushed out at some stage and if the government said okay you can't get it till you're 70 that might change your retirement plans so maybe take the extra 5% and put that into a voluntary managed fund that you can access at any time now the bank will often look at that differently to your KiwiSaver if you're making 8% contributions now they will take that into consideration when assessing your uncommitted monthly income and if it works out that you can't afford the loan but you could reduce your KiwiSaver payments they often won't give you the ability to get the loan until you've made that change so it's worth making that change in advance and that's a conversation that you obviously need to get some investment advice around but I do think it's worth considering before you go making any changes and applying for loans. And with you guys texting in We've had a lot of questions around serviceability, and even though we've done quite a number of episodes on this, I, I know this is probably the most opaque part of getting a mortgage. And what I mean by that is the rules for deposits are very simple, 20% or 30%, but serviceability is very hard to explain because there are lots of factors going on. So Andrew, I think we'll probably do, I've got some ideas for how we'll run some more calculators and do some more videos specifically around this because we often get lots of questions around those and we definitely appreciate those questions coming in as well. Hey, let's wrap it up there, but please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. Really helps us get the message out to more people. And hey, if you've got a topic like Serena did that you'd like us to talk about or just a question or want to have a bit of a chat, give us a text. Our number is 5522. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Bickle. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time, 